or thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the MindWealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about all kinds of things. Today, we are doing a special request episode, and if you've already seen the title, you know that this one's for you. In our chat today, we're going to be talking about workplace bullies. And while that might sound like something that only happens in the schoolyard, it might shock you to know that nearly 50 million Americans are bullied at work. So if you fall into that victim category, know that you're not alone. And today, we will talk about some ways organizations and individuals can shift to protect themselves. What is a bully, and how do we identify them? First, Disproportional negative attention is a great hint that you or a group of co-workers are being targeted when not everyone is experiencing the same harsh attention equally. If your self-esteem is taking a hit is another good indicator that you're being bullied. If you're constantly being cut down, gossiped about, or insulted, or you just feel like the life is being sucked out of you, these are all clues to knowing that your self-esteem is suffering. Another confirmation of bullying is feeling like you're constantly walking on eggshells. If you're feeling like you cannot work the way that you would like because your coworkers or boss might find fault or tell you that it's not good enough, that could be bullying. And finally, a couple more subtle forms are isolation and silent treatment. If the people you work with just stop talking to you, or you find yourself with a one-on-one with a particular person a lot and you're feeling the bad vibes from them frequently, you may be the target of a bully. Now, most people know about the overt bullies, the ones who are loud, rude, abrasive, maybe screamers or cursors. The loud and obnoxious ones are pretty easy to spot. But the others, the covert, indirect, or cold bullies, might be harder to spot. Earlier, when we were talking about the silent treatment, that's a cold bully. The ones who spread rumors or gaslight you are the indirect and covert bullies. Let's just go ahead and dispel some myths about bullies so we can better understand what actions should be taken to fight against their poor behaviors. Most bullies are thought to be high performers, but in fact, are generally taking credit for the high performer's work. They are not actually the ones who are above average at their job. Some employers cannot see past this and chalk up their poor behavior, attributing it to their high achiever status. Bullies may also seem to have competitive personality, which would suggest that their actions are helping and not hindering, but we're not letting them fool us. In fact, much of the data collected by the Workplace Bullying Institute, or WBI, has been shown that no matter what kind of bully, their behavior is more detrimental than effective in spurring on high achievers in a rather unhealthy form of competition. In fact, their studies also show that when they pick on people who are underperformers, the results get even worse. Because of the stress caused to the worker, they perform at an even lower level than previously. And while your work should be assisting in you handling the situation, which we'll speak about in a bit, I'm a big proponent of handling your interpersonal relationships personally, first, if at all possible. So let's talk about some things that you can do to help change the attitudes of the people giving you a hard time at work. First off, you've got to tame those emotions, and this is going to take time and practice. Honing your emotional outrage and acting on well-thought-out approach instead of emotionally will be your first line of defense. For bullies who are up in your face yelling, screaming, and otherwise taunting you, the best reaction is no reaction. Thank them for bringing whatever they were upset about to your attention and get back to work. And if you're feeling those emotions running high, excuse yourself, say you have a meeting in five, and that you need to get set up for it. Head to your office and close the door. If you don't have an office, escape to the bathroom if needed. 
and put yourself in a stall until you can be in charge of your faculties again. For those more covert bullies who send snarky emails or slight you in front of your coworkers, go ahead and stop them in their tracks. A simple question like, would you please clarify what you mean by that, can really alter how they treat you. While the offhanded comment might go by unnoticed, asking them to explain their slight in detail will likely back them down completely, or have them backpedaling. However, if they do go into a harsher and more in-depth detail, again, thank them for their opinions and move along. The key here is not to react emotionally. Next, you could try and find some common ground. If you're not looking to burn a bridge, gather intelligence. Am I telling you to be a spy? Well, quite frankly, kind of. If you want your bully to meet you where you stand, and you're going to have to provide the evidence that no other option would be viable. Let me give you an example here. I have a friend who works in medicine and was trying to communicate with a coworker about new ways they could streamline the work they, they do. The coworker shut her down several times, stating that it just wasn't the way that we do things. She put her down to the other employees and talked behind her back. My friend got to work finding the laws that would back up her ideas. And even if the coworker didn't exactly line up, it was obvious that there was some change that was needed and it had to be implemented. At the next staff meeting, she presented her information to the team and lo and behold, after the situation had been brought to the entire staff's attention, with the laws included, the one person giving her a hard time backed her plan. When you're trying to implement a strategy like this informationally based one, make sure you're using terminology that makes the problem team-oriented. You're not trying to burn the bridge between the two of you, or more if there are. You're giving them an option that would benefit them. Set up the information in a way that they would be glad to give you what you're asking for because of the reasons like wanting to keep the company in compliance or making sure that the work environment is a safe place for all of the staff and how it would improve your profitability or something that would increase client appreciation. The goal is to phrase it in a way that you are on the same team, just trying to do the best you can for your workplace community. To round it out, you have to find your voice. This is often hard for the hardworking people pleaser. By this I mean you need to find things that bring you feelings of safety and comfort. If this is following the rules to a T so that you cannot be challenged on the procedure, do it. If this means creating bonds with coworkers you know will have your back when trouble arises, do it. If it means having a third party stand by while you speak your side of the story to your aggressor, do it. It's not worth giving up your peace of mind at work to allow yourself to be treated in a negative way. Building up your defenses, standing up for yourself where you can, and if you still find yourself struggling, here are some things that you can bring to the attention of your human resources, manager, or boss to help get the organization in a less bully-friendly situation. While bullying is a crime of opportunity, there are things that, at an organizational level, if you can get them implemented, will help a great deal. Now, of course, the most effective way to stop bullying is not to hire someone who shows egotistical traits from the start, but that might not help you right now with your current issues. There are other ways that your business can reduce the risk of this negative behavior, such as reducing the scarcity of the resources, reducing unrealistic deadlines, and underserving the resources that are needed for a project. This means that if you don't have enough product or time, or are being told to cut costs unreasonably, maybe those items could be revisited for a more compatible and stress-free projects. Suggesting ways on how to obtain more resources might be the key. If you solve the problem for your employer, it will benefit both of you even more than you could imagine. 
Another way to reduce bullying, specifically the more covert types, is to make pathways to rewards more transparent. When the tasks are laid out in the same manner for all the employees and the same tools are given to each employee, the decisions to allocate these resources should also be equitable. Asking for things to be in writing might be the solution, so you can even the playing field. If it's an email or a whiteboard or a PowerPoint, once the rules and rewards are laid out, not changing them without fair conversation is very important. A way to help catch some of that work is asynchronous tools, such as shared team documents, workflow, and message boards. They'll stop people from stealing credit for things that they didn't do, while making your organization more efficient. It tracks the actual work that's being done, documenting performance and contributions for all to see to keep things for everybody involved very even. And as I said before, transparency is the key to solving most bullying issues. Keeping higher-ups from breaking the rules that everyone is aware of and keeping lower-level employees in check with what directly falls into their scope. Additionally, having the employees trained to be able to directly address the negative behaviors that they are seeing, such as manipulation, disrespect, and aggression, head-on, will preemptively signal that these are not tolerated in our workplace. Human resources should be able to have anonymous surveys where you can respond to things that are not working out, and they should be trained to know what responses, or lack of responses, are signaling issues within the company, as well as speaking and training the employees in what things to look for and what to do in some circumstances. If you do not have a human resources personnel, education is the biggest tool, followed by open communication with your bosses. If your company is over 50 people, there should be a dedicated HR person that you can reach out to. Addressing bullies is never easy, and it may take you more than one try to get through to the people giving you a hard time. But remember, you can cultivate the tools you need to get through this. And if it comes right down to the worst, you have the option of finding another place to work. Your mental health is not worth the emotional abuse. You are worth so much more than that. And as always, Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you want to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Bye.